This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, Larry, Larry. It has been a while since we have talked at this time of the evening, and man, are we glad to be back. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. I feel it feels like we've been in like six airports and we've I flown know. here and flown there and some red eyes involved in the whole deal. But now lots of red eyes. Oh, lots of red <laughs> eyes. But we're, now we're back. We're home. Uh, it is it is like a nice easy chair yes. slipping right into the easy chair and ready for the next couple of hours. Vacation is nice, but it's always good to sleep in your own bed. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's nice to sleep. And uh, with some of those hours we were working, Larry, it was a little difficult. But this this is what we're talking about here. Now, I don't remember the last time we both did a show in this time slot together. But whenever it was, if you would have told us the last time we did one, that by the time we do another one, the Yankee season would be in crisis mode, crisis mode, and that the Mets could, by the end of the night be tied for the lead in the National League East, I, I think we both would have said whoever said that to us was absolutely insane. But that's the situation we find ourselves in. It is. And, uh, oh, by the way, update. I'm watching this. Top of the second, Atlanta 3-1 over Oakland. Yeah, well, look, uh, you know, you might Ugh. have a, a distorted uh, vision of the A's based on how the Yankees played against them. <laughs> but they're terrible. They're uh-huh. legitimately terrible. We'll so if the Braves don't beat them, that would be that would be bad. But, you know, baseball is a weird game. And what's weirder than the Mets, who have been so good all season long, losing three straight games to last-place teams, Larry? What is going on? Could you imagine – if it turns out that the Yankees and Mets, after all the time we've talked about World Series and this thing and that thing, if wild card both teams. of them, if they're both wild cards, Larry? Both oh wild card goodness. teams. goodness. Both wild card teams. Unbelievable. Gordon, the Mets offense, which is something that we have discussed over the past couple of days, four runs in three games against two of the worst teams in the National League. The two worst teams in the National League. And listen, while I am not pointing the fingers at at one person because they've been brutal as a team, let me give you Pete Alonzo's numbers, Gordon. Ready? Yeah. Uh, Over the past, I think this is the past month, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. 11 for 60, 183, two home runs, four RBI, OPS 552. Oof. Now, listen, there's a couple of Yankees that would kill for an OPS of 5-5-2. They'd be batting leadoff tomorrow, Larry. Both games of the doubleheader. But this is not good. No. I I am stunned that they came out. And look, anytime you don't score runs, you look flat. But it's it's stunning to me that they came out this flat tonight. You know, you lose 2-3 or against the Nationals. It's not ideal. It's not what you want. But... You know, every team is going to have a, a lull here or there. It's not even a lull. It's a, it's a three-game series. But I think the Mets have shown a great ability to readjust very quickly in the course of the year. 
Mm-hmm. And for them not to – I am stunned that they did not come out right away tonight and score a couple of runs in the first inning because that seems like it's always the way when they get rolling again. And any time that they've kind of been pushed by the Braves all season, they respond. And tonight they did not respond. And these three games – it's crazy to think that three games in a row is is getting to the point of – being concerned or more than concerned now but you talk about the offense it has been it's been an issue for a while and as you mentioned you know we talk about Pete Alonso he's the one thumper you have in the lineup Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. and when your big thumper is slugging I have uh, over the last month he's slugging 323 okay that's that's going to be a problem for your offense and it kind of goes back to for me and I think for you as well the trade deadline Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this was a trade deadline where there was a lot of talk out there. There were a lot of names out there. And for yeah. a while, it worked. Yes. It's not working right now. And it, it kind of goes back to, you know, I mentioned the scene from, from Major League. You know, we should we should have got him the live chicken. You know, <laughs> like we should have put our, all, our ch- all our chips in the middle of the table because right now the Mets offense is holding them back. And they got to – I don't know what they got to do to find it, but they better find it fast, man. Because if they don't, the Braves are going to go right by them. Yep. And here's, here's the really concerning thing, Gordon, and it's funny, and LaGreca talked about it earlier today. You know, we, we, we laugh and we joke about how much rest players get. Maybe the Mets are tired. You know, they don't really, they don't really rest a lot of guys. I mean, Alonzo plays a lot. Lindor plays a lot. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're a little winded, but I do know this. Uh, they got to find some offense somewhere, and you would think, Okay, you would think that, oh, okay, listen, you got DeGrom tomorrow, and one of the, you got DeGrom and Bassett in the doubleheader. You'll be okay. Gordon, they don't score for DeGrom. No. They never score for never DeGrom. Never score. I mean, that, that's, that's well documented. So it, 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 they could lose one nothing <laughs> tomorrow. And, and Gordon, if they, can you imagine the – and listen, people on Twitter, Larry, what's going on? They'll be okay. Rough weekend, people jump off the bandwagon. Nobody's jumping off any bandwagons. But, Gordon, you have to be concerned when you when this is a prolonged slump, the way the Mets have, have – the offense has just disappeared. I mean, listen, they, they scored runs early. They weren't really tearing the cover off the ball, but they were consistent. They were clutch. But this has gone on a little long now. And as you get closer to October, you start to wonder, okay, can this offense wake up enough in time to be decent in the postseason. Every team goes through slumps. You get that. You know it's baseball. It's under 62 games. That's what makes it the great game that it is, right? The the, the marathon, 162 games in 180 days, right? And, and the teams that hang in there win. Depth, pitching, you got to be healthy. All the things, all the things that happen, all right? And they, you know you're going to have slumps. But, Gordon, right now this slump, I mean, it's not good. It's just not good. Brent, if Brandon Nimmo doesn't hit a pitch, the Mets are going to get shut out tonight. Yeah. I mean, this is not the way you're supposed to be attacking, uh, again, pitchers who, you know, Patrick Corbin, who, I mean, it's been he's been a punchline for a very long time. Yeah. Keller, uh, he's not that bad, but he's not that good either. I mean, no. you know, like there's no reason why you are getting shut down for six innings the way you did with him on the mound. So, um, and, and now the concern is you better hope that Marte is not out for any significant exactly. period of time. You know, he, he, I'm not even talking about an IL stint. I'm just talking about like, you're going to give him two or three days to recover from that. 
Yeah. You need them now, man. You, you Definitely need, do. You, we, we, we need to fire here and uh, because the Braves are firing and, yep. and, and, they, and they're chasing us down. We got we to gotta get moving here. So, look, uh, do I think it's, it's crisis time? I wouldn't say it's crisis time. I feel good about the fact that you've got Buck Showalter there and, and that his steadying hand will get guys going here. But it's got to be now. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes, you it know, does. Doubleheader tomorrow. A split is 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 what not you what kinda, you want. It's not what you need. No. You need more than a split against you the last place Pirates. You got sp- you know? to sweep. Yeah, absolutely. You got to sweep. And Gordon, like I said, they don't score for Degrom, and Bassett has been good. Is 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 he a guy? Listen, for him, he gives you a bunch of quality starts. Right, two, three runs, six, seven innings, and oh by the way. Just, did you did you even know these two people that came out of the bullpen tonight? <laughs> for the Pirates? For the Mets. Oh, for the Mets. I, I thought you were talking about the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Tommy Hunter, thank you. Uh, yeah. We're done. Yeah. It's not, we're done. It's, uh, and look, it's not the reason why you lost tonight. The no. reason you lost was the offense. Taiwan Walker's got to be scared you a little bit as well. His ERA, uh, once yeah. again, second half, Gordon, second almost half. six and a half. It's not as bad as it was last year, but the second half ain't over yet. Uh, six he, and a half. Yeah, that's not that's not what you're looking for. No, it's not what I'm looking for. But I'm not panicking, Gordon. I'm not panicking. No, I mean, you can't panic just yet. Uh, it's not, as I, I said, it's not it's not crisis time. But I'm very, I moved from concerned to almost very concerned. Not not very concerned yet. Still mm-hmm. concerned, like, like concerned, like that. That's where mm-hmm. I am. That's where I am. Because, I, I mean, Atlanta, Gordon, they just don't lose. They don't lose. They don't seem to lose, no. And, again, uh, the Mets do have the easier schedule the rest of the way, but mm-hmm. it's not like they've actually feasted here on this easy schedule. Like, you know, no. you'd like to think that at some point it's going to start to, to, to click in. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that the Braves are, are have been put to bed. I mean, I've said it, I think I said it with you yesterday. It's like a monster. It's like a monster yeah. movie, right? Where the, the, you keep thinking Jason's dead, nope. and Jason just keeps popping right back up, and, and you got to kill him dead, and the Braves are, are not dead yet and uh, very well might end the day sitting tied with the Mets in the National League East. And when the Mets had a 10-game lead and all you know all the different leads that they've had, they take when they went down to, to Atlanta and they – what was it? They won two or three or whatever it was. They built it back up again. You figured, all right, now, now we're going to cruise. And there has been no cruise for the Mets in the National League East. I mean, it's like it's like you're battling Chucky. Right. Absolutely. It's like, eh, 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 eh. Like, oh, well, not... that'll take care of it. Yeah, sure. That'll mm-hmm. take care of it. Yeah, right. Four out of five, they're done. Four out right. of five. Four out right. of five. Psh, they're done. Goodbye. I told you, Gordon, they're not done. They're not done. I have a lot of respect for Atlanta. A lot of respect for them. They, they, I don't know what it is about them. I don't know whether it's the front office. I don't know what it is about the character in their clubhouse. I don't know what it is, Gordon. But they just, they just feast and they, they don't quit. You know what I'm saying? They just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And they, they, it's almost like they have to hit a slump soon. They have to. <laughs> but we've been they saying that for like two months. I, I've know. been saying that. I know. They're not they're not gonna stay this hot. Nobody mm-hmm. stays this hot this long. Nobody's there's no way they're gonna stay this hot. Mm-hmm. They've stayed this hot. Mm-hmm. They've Just never cooled it. down. Ever. All right, Met fans, help me out. Gordon's doing a don't Gordon's doing a very good job talking me off the bridge right here. He's doing a very good job. Because <laughs> I'm inching towards there. I'm 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 uh, I'm like Mark and Newark, Gordon. I would jump 
He's on the ledge, but the window's closed. Right. <laughs> so that's where we are. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damon, at 98.7 ESPN, under, uh, at, at ESPN New York, 98 underscore 7 FM. Join us in celebrating the return of football with Bart and Han live from Margaritaville in Times Square on Thursday, September 8th, as the new NFL season kicks off. They're live from noon to 3 with giveaways for guests in attendance and special appearances from Hall of Famer Dan Marino, ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, and Nick Great Jets, Nick, Jets Great Nick Mango. I'm all, I'm, I'm all flustered, Gordon. <laughs> flustered. Brought to you by DraftKings, Slomans, Dos Hombres, and Margaritaville Resort Times Square. Head to Margaritaville this football season and enjoy $20 beer buckets and $6 margaritas, plus $3 off any appetizer during NFL or college games. A couple of margaritas and some and some <laughs> you need some a couple right beer now, buckets yeah. to be right there, be right on time right now, Gordon. We'll come back and we'll take your calls next. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damon until midnight. And Gordon, listen, he's right. But on the other side of that, uh, and that's what he's supposed to say, but we're all looking at the scoreboard. <laughs> Gordon, right. we all know that Atlanta just continues to win. You know, there's a lot of downtime in baseball, right? Yeah. I mean – I don't know. I'm sure scoreboard watching happens in other sports, but it feels like scoreboard watching is generally associated with baseball because you got so much time when your team is losing 10 2 to the Pirates to look up and worry about what the Braves are going to do tonight. Yeah. And just imagine Atlanta sitting in the, in the clubhouse in Oakland and seeing that the Mets lost to the Pirates. They got to be like. Yeah. Right. Oh, we all we got to do is beat this team, and we're in first place. And it'd be one thing if it was a oh, different way of losing. I mean, you Matt scored Olsen four just runs went deep, Gordon. Matt Olson, oh, two run Matt home Olsen, run. He should be a Yankee. I know he should be. That would have that would have been that would have fixed both of our problems. Larry. It would have, especially tonight. Twenty <laughs> eighth <laughs> home run of the season, six one Atlanta, top of the third. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think at this point, you know, I don't want I don't want to be Debbie Downer or Nancy Negative or some other term, but I, I think the Braves are going to win tonight. I think by I the end say. of the, I think by the end of the, the, the day, well, when you wake up tomorrow, Mets and Braves, it is going to be a tie atop the National League East. And look, here, here's the if I can, uh, I know this is not the time that people maybe maybe people just want to vent their anger. I know that's mm-hmm. what Yankee fans generally want to do. It seems like Mets fans. On the whole, though, are are taking this in stride. It's not a big deal. They'll be okay. I got confidence. All this mm-hmm. type of stuff. Yeah. The fact that you can have some confidence because you got the two guys you're you're pitching tomorrow. You know. Yeah. The fact that you got Degrom and, and Bassett. I know they don't really score for Degrom, but you know it is the Pirates. At some point, that has to kind of factor in here. So uh, it's not ideal. It's no. not the way you thought it would be. Mm-mm. Especially when you took a look. I mean, you take a look at the teams and you take a look at the pitchers. Patrick yeah. Corbin, that, that guy was it Fetty or whatever his name was. I mean, he yeah. had like an ERA of like ten in his like last five or six starts, and then and the kid tonight Keller. I mean, he's no great shakes either, and the offense just does not get going. So it's uh, his first shutout he's had. Yeah, right. <laughs> not a great time for for no. that to happen. So, no, I mean, look, the Mets have to – it's clear what has to happen, and it's not like you're waiting for other people to come back and save you. No. Nope. It's the guys that are in the lineup primarily – we'll have to see what ends up happening with Marte, but it's primarily the guys you've been riding all year. they got to get going. Pete Alonso's got to get going. 
You know, we were very quick to praise Francisco Lindor when mm-hmm. he had some big at-bats, and, you know, the, the, the overall stats are very, very solid. The reason why you're getting paid $32 million is to, to come up with big hits at this time of the, of the year. So it's about him getting going and some of the other guys as well in that lineup to score some runs. No question about it. Let's go to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Lee is in Harlem. Lee, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Welcome home, gentlemen. And you know I'm not in Harlem, man. You know I'm in the city. I know, I know, I know. But it's all good. Welcome home, fellas. Thank you, Lee. Listen, give me a few minutes here, man, because, see, you guys are sound, sounding like Doubting Thomases, okay? Not Gordon. You, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know all, all Gordon okay. got his own problems, man. He's, he got his own problems. <laughs> that, that is true. That is very true. <laughs> but, I'm like Tom Brady. There's a lot of stuff going on. You definitely you. got some problems, man. <laughs> but where our Mets are concerned, you know how you do one of these charity runs where you take this long cross-country trip to raise money? Where have the Mets been for five for the, for five months? In first place. Mm-hmm. Okay? Only mistake the Mets made, number one, is during the trade deadline. They didn't do much during the trade deadline. But you know when you go on a long cross-country trip and you know that you get into the home stretch, you're supposed to make sure that all of your gas cans are full, you got all of your snacks, you go to your rest stop, you got all your canteens full because there's not too many station rest stops left, okay? And this is where the Mets are at. We did not expect the Mets to go from the beginning of the season to the end of the season in first place. That's a given, okay? But we are where we are. This may sound crazy what I'm getting ready to say, but the Mets need to fall out of first place to show the National League that they are the team to beat. That's my first point. Lose first place, go back in it. You got those last three games in Atlanta, okay? You go do what you got to do. Now, as far as the Mets lineup is concerned, and Alonzo, I said this to JP, I think because of Alonzo's struggles, they need to move him up and down in the line, I mean up in the lineup to maybe the sixth hole to help him to work his way out of it and not put any pressure on him. You got contact hitters like Tanner and McNeil. I'd rather see either Tanner hitting cleanup, McNeil hitting fifth. If you got to move Alonzo up to the sixth spot where there's no pressure on him to, you know, to drive in runs, to work his way out of his slump, then that's fine because at least with McNeil and Tanner, you have contact hitters. But Buck has got to find a way to give some of his regulars a day off, whether it be in a DH position or just a day off. But the Mets need to also need to go back to what they were doing in the beginning of the season, playing small ball, passing the baton. I hear you, Lee. You make some good points. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. Always good hearing from you. Uh, The only thing I'm going to disagree with you is, I don't want them to fall out of first. No, I don't think that's no, I don't, I don't think that's necessary to fall out. I hear what you're saying for them, 
okay, maybe for a mental thing for them, oh, oh you thought you were just cruising. It's not that they're not working hard. No. Okay? It's, it's not that they're throwing the ball around a lot. It's, it's just that they're not hitting. Okay? And it's, it's Gordon, it's like the Yankees situation, right? It's, it's, it's guys who just, it's, it's happening mentally with them. It's mental for the Yankees and it's mental for the Mets. And you can just see that Alonzo's got, aside from breaking bats over his knee, which he's done a lot over the past couple of weeks, I'm sure he's got a like a, a almost a full hand of sawdust in there because he's trying to do too much. They're all trying to do too much. They're all trying to hit the seven-run home run, going all the cliches that you have when guys are struggling and pressing, and that's what it is. And you go in after. It's just the strange thing here was. Okay, you took two of three from the Dodgers. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you for you this up, right. to yeah, follow no. up like that, see, if it, if it was, okay, we struggled against the, the lousy teams and we lose two of three to the Dodgers, okay, that's a little different. But to go up on a high and come down like this, it's, it's puzzling. It's puzzling. Yeah, baseball's a weird game, man, right? I mean, it's it's uh, you know, we they just get done with the Dodgers and the, the stat that everybody's bringing up. Well, from this point on, the Mets have the easiest remaining schedule mm-hmm. and uh, it's been nothing but uh, goose eggs in terms of scoring runs against last place teams here. I mean, it's just it's it's mind-boggling. I don't think losing first place is the way <laughs> I would want to go. Uh, it's always funny to me when they put up the keys to the game and they always say, like, grab a lead early. Yeah, of course you want to grab. I'd like to grab a lead at any point. So, no. And once I have a lead, I don't want to lose the lead because they, if the Mets lose the lead, uh, I mean, maybe you're just the most optimistic person in the world. It will start to feel like they're spiraling. Even mm-hmm. though they haven't really played poorly for a long stretch of time, it'll just feel like, well, the, the Braves never go away. They never lose. And now we've lost first place. Even while we're overall playing well what yeah. if we have a down stretch here what if what if we lose five of six we might wake up and be two and a half games back by the by the weekend yeah you're right and now you're chasing and right. it's no, different I don't Gordon. Be the chaser yeah no. it's different when you've been the leader and now you're chasing it's different it is it's just it's a different mindset it's just different and so I see, and see, that's where I think Lee is going that, okay, now that we're out, okay, listen, hey, guys, we're not in the first place anymore. Let's go, let's go, let's go. But I think you can have the yeah, same thing. I think thing. that just puts more that's a, that doesn't more remove pressure. pressure. Yeah, that puts more pressure on you. Absolutely. You've blown a 10-game lead. Like, we're talking about the Yankees with this historic collapse, which l- looks like it's just a matter of time. The Mets it wouldn't be a historic collapse because they've had other collapses, but it would be pretty noteworthy. You know, losing yeah. a ten-game lead would be pretty noteworthy. There's not been that many teams that have had ten-game leads and have blown it. No, no. But you know, we're. I think it's a hundred and forty-five days, Gordon. The Mets have been in first place since early April. Yeah, and and they may have a co-tenant in the morning if things remain the way they are. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Here's a stat for you, Gordon, from our ESPN Stats and Info crew. Mets are the first team in MLB history. Ready? Yeah. To have three straight games where they lost by six-plus runs to a team with 30-plus fewer wins than them. How did they find these stats like? <laughs> like if you told me to go search that stat up and confirm that, I wouldn't even know where to go. What do you put in? I know. Losers. 
it's amazing the way they find these stats so quickly. It is. I would love to see this database they have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Before we get back to the phones, Tyrone Walker um, apparently raised a blister on his finger, Gordon. So he was asked, uh, where on your finger was the blister? Uh, It's on my index finger, um, right where I throw my blister, where my splitter comes off of. Um, the splitter was really, really good, and blister popped up, and I just couldn't finish it today. And um, definitely not making any excuses. Um, you know, I had the, the slider that I left up for the homer, uh, but I thought for the most part, you know, I got ground balls and got some weak contact. Buck, what did you see from your starter? The one reason he came out of the game, I'm glad you brought that up. He had a, a developing blister there, and that uh, I think as the game wore on, it really kept him from finishes and finishing his pitches. It, it was pretty ugly. I checked him after the fifth inning and decided not to run him back out there so that hopefully it doesn't turn into something worse. So, you know, we've had a lot of challenges today with Marte and, and Walt's finger and Joelle, and it's part of it. Yeah, it is. It's it's Health is a big issue, Gordon, isn't it? It's a big issue, especially this time of the year. Yeah, when you're scrapping and you're struggling to score runs, uh, you know, the fact that at least I think the, the thing you feel good about if you're a Met fan is that these guys in the lineup, you're not waiting for somebody to get back. There's not some savior down the road. These are the guys that have done it all year. So you, you have to have some confidence that, you know, Pete Alonso's going to snap out of it, Lindor's going to snap out of it, and you're going to start to score some runs. It's not like – well, tonight's a little bit different, but it's not like generally – you got to score a ton of runs with the pitching that you have, mm-hmm. and you got two good guys going tomorrow. So if you get, uh, you know, four or five runs in the two games each, you should be in pretty good shape. You're right. Artie's going to change the subject, Gordon. Thankfully, boy, do I know how you feel. <laughs> He's going to talk Jets next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Artie. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. No, it's to okay. Change it like no, you so it's what? okay. Trust me, we we need a change. <laughs> After watching the Mets, I have to go switching something. You know? But, yes, I know. But um, I, I'm thinking about this. Like, I, I'm not happy that, that Wilson got hurt, but I'm thinking if Flacco quarterbacks the next four games, I think we got a good shot at two and two. And I haven't seen Wilson be the, diff, the, the reason we drafted him at two in preseason. And I know this season's about developing Wilson, but – if he wins that first game, if Flacco wins the first game against the Ravens and plays well, how do you go to Wilson in game two? Because he's healthy, Artie. <laughs> because he's healthy. Yeah, that's your franchise quarterback, and he's not, you know, you, Flacco's you a 37 year old. You know, I mean, let's be honest, Flacco's kind of washed up. He's what? He's washed up. I mean, the reason you got him was up. not for him to play. It was for him to kind of be a mentor to Wilson and kind of show him the ropes, not just on the if, field, but kind of off if the field. That's it was not the to case, play. Gordon, if, that, if, that's the, if that's the case, and I didn't see that in preseason, then they should be going to White. Well, you might be if right there, the but I don't think they want to start a quarterback controversy if White comes in and plays amazing, and then you go back to Wilson and he struggles in any way, then you're going to really you – know, There's no really controversy. You, you drafted the kid at two. For me, is that if, if if the guy plays well, and you, and you're beating the Ravens, who are like a playoff type team, how do you go to go to Cleveland? You go to your fantasy. He's going to play anyway. You know, I don't understand this. Okay, the the, the this is going to be our excuse. And I know Larry said it. If you, if you draft the kid at two and he doesn't work out, you start over. I, the, the 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 Cleveland Browns. Okay, 
drafted Mayfield at number one, and they're going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. The Tampa Bay Bucks drafted a kid at number one. They won the Super Bowl. The L.A. Rams drafted a quarterback at number one, traded him. They won the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not the end of the world if you do the right thing. And if Wilson's not the right guy, let's go. I, I mean, there's guys oh. out there. No, look, Artie, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just saying you're not going to do that for Joe Flacco. I mean, like, you know, like, what are we doing? If you, if Joe Flacco goes out there, and I don't think okay. it's going to happen, but if he goes out there and beat the Ravens One, and thanks, the Artie. following week Zach Wilson's One. healthy, I mean, what yeah. do you do? What, does all of a sudden Joe Flacco is going to be a future now? No. It, here's the scenario. And by the way, uh, solo home run is now 6-5 Atlanta. Look at this. Um, here's the thing, and I hear what you're saying, Artie. Where's and that this FanDuel comes- app, Larry? Where's the FanDuel got, app? You better get it. it Come on. Come on. Promo code Gordon. Yeah. Shekels to be made in this one. Shekels to be made. <laughs> that will shut down the A's offense like Sandy <laughs> Koufax is on it now, Larry. <laughs> but he, he, here's the thing, and I hear what Artie's saying, and you know what this is from, Gordon? This is from a fan base that has not seen the postseason in over a decade. Okay? So they're just like, if somebody – I don't care what I don't care who it is. If this guy's playing and he's winning, I'll wait and figure out what my franchise quarterback's going to be later. Keep winning, keep him winning. If this was like you said, if this was Mike White, if this was two young quarterbacks, then maybe I understand what you're going, but you're not going anywhere with Joe Flacco. No. Joe Flacco's not your future. No. You still need to see what Zach Wilson is. Okay, and as soon as he's healthy, he will play. Now, once again, Robert Sala is kind of to blame for this conversation, Gordon, because I don't know that that Zach Wilson wasn't ready to come back after Mike White had the type of game he had against Cincinnati against uh, Cincinnati last year. I don't know he wasn't ready. I don't know that he could not have gone. I'll tell you this: Sala was not very, uh, you know, committed to when Zach Wilson was coming back until White kind of lost his way. Once White lost his way, oh, yeah, well, Zach will be back. So he's kind of set this up for, for, for the Jet fans. But, no, this is the second year. Before you know it, okay, if you don't find out anything this year, it's year three, all right? And then before you know it, it's going to be year four. You have to make a decision, and you don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of information. He's got to play. You need to see him play. I understand. I get it. I get it. You want wins. You want wins. But uh you need you need to see what Zach Wilson's gonna do. Because yeah, then yeah. you may have to go out and get you may have to go and get another quarterback. Yeah, and and the example he gave, you know, Jared Goff was in in uh with LA for five years. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. like all those guys had significantly more time. Mm-hmm. Uh to make a decision on and had significant now look, if Zach Wilson comes in this year and he struggles like he did last year, well, then, okay, then, you, then you're starting to put the evidence together that yep. he might not be the guy, and, and maybe you have to go a different way. And as we've said before, if the Jets win, you know, if the Jets are picking top three in the draft again, very good chance Zach Wilson's not the guy, and you, and you can go, and if that's the case, go and, and find the guy who is the long-term solution. But mm-hmm. no matter how it goes, it ain't going to be Joe Flacco. No, it can't be him. No. It can't be him. He's... Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the Joe Flacco that won the Super Bowl. It's not him. The name is the same. <laughs> the body isn't, and neither is the arm. 
Is he is he a more experienced quarterback than Zach Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course he is. He's played longer. He's he's been to the he's been to the pinnacle. He's he's got a champion. Mm-hmm. He's got a ring. But that doesn't mean that right now, right now, your future is who's going to lead us for the next eight, ten, twelve years. It's not Joe Flacco. No. I guarantee you that. I, I don't care if the Jets win a hundred to nothing on Sunday. It's not it's Joe not Flacco. Joe, no, it's not. Now, if you're telling me, Gordon, that you say, well, you know what? We we brought Zach Wilson. We thought he, he was he's a hundred percent, but he doesn't look good in practice. Then you know what, Gordon? Send him out. Send him out. But you gotta play him eventually. Right. You when, need when, to play as soon, him. You as, soon as he's a hundred percent, he plays. When he's 100%, he plays. He's your franchise quarterback. You drafted him number two. He had a rough rookie season. Lots of guys have rough rookie seasons. Now, if he has a a, a rough second season, if the second season looks like the first season, okay, fine. Then you got something. But not yet. If it looks like that, there's going to be a lot of our colleagues going that are going to be eating... uh... Oh yeah. Well, no, they'll be they'll be on to something new. They'll be on to something else. I mean, they all. I mean, look. I thought uh, that that Darnold was the right pick when they made that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, I was wrong. Yep. But y- you too. have to go on the evidence, man. Yeah. You know, like when it was clear that Sam Darnold was not the guy. I said, when you get the second pick in the draft, you, you use that on a quarterback. Gotta Darnold's go. not the guy. Yeah. Now, I don't know on. if they've nailed the guy. That jury's still out. Yep. You know you. You have to be able, and this is what makes franchises successful, Gordon. You don't prolong your mistakes. No. You get rid of them. Absolutely. Okay, it's a mistake. Let's move on. We thought it was good. No, it's not good. Let's move on. That's what you have to do. You can't keep running your mistakes out on the field or on the court. Can't do it. That, that That's insanity. It's not going to work. No. And and, and look, if, if it turns out that this quarterback isn't the guy, uh, I don't know if the if the GM is going to get to pick another, that's the thing about, you know, picking these quarterbacks, you generally don't get to pick two of them. Nope. <laughs> you, generally, you generally don't get the chance to pick two at the top of the draft. So yeah, there's a lot riding on Zach Wilson this year. So look, we'll see how it turns out. I know Robert Sala was on the K show early, the earlier today and, mm-hmm. and said that, you know, it looks like tomorrow they'll make up their minds. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. You know, whenever he is ready, he should get in there. I don't think it'll be this week, but if it is, Good. You better you better be right. Yeah. You better be right. He better not get hurt. He better not get hurt, man, because <laughs> you, want, you want you you want to talk about like, you know, there's a lot there's these terms that get thrown around. I don't even know what they mean. Oh, it's a bad optic. Yeah. That's a bad look. It's like we don't really know what to say. We don't like something, but we don't know really how to blame it on the person. Mm-hmm. That would be the definition of a bad look. If you have the quarterback, your franchise quarterback hurt, he's not expected to play the first week. You say, no, no, he's he's ready to go the first week. He goes out there the first week, and he gets hurt the first week. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, Larry. <laughs> the Brian Cashman might be able to throw a parade because he will not be the focus, <laughs> not nearly the way he is right now. You're right about that. There's no question about it. And then you will be praying about Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, woo, let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Buddha is in the Bronx. He joins us next on 98.7. Hey, Buddha. Uh-oh. There he is. I thought the Mets offense was taking care of the buttons over there. There he is. Hey, you guys got me? We got, got you. You. <laughs> you know, I find it entertaining every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. At a certain point with this Jets quarterback stuff, I mean, you got to have some levity with it, man. I mean, 
I know that the Jets have a lot of people on this radio station that work for them, but oof, the propaganda. I mean, before you guys, they were talking like the Jets was going to be a 10-win team this year. <laughs> well, we have had people say on the station they think that the Jets are going to win 10 games this year. Yeah, I know they do. Jets passing out a lot of good I don't know, I don't know how many there. games the Jets are scheduled to play. I think it's only 17. I don't think they expanded it to like 25 or anything like that. But, yeah, there are people that No, Woody's that. passing out a lot of green on 98.7. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. <laughs> I wish, that would be great if he is. I'd love to, <laughs> love to see But you know what's funny, that. though? Like, and I hear you were talking to all these, a couple other people that have called the last forever. I mean, everybody sees what they see. You know, we discussed it a thousand times. I'm never going to go on about the pick about Wilson, but – you know, it's kind of hard for the Jets fans to have 100% confidence. And when you hear the coach every year, last year when it was Mike Wade, I, he was on a K-show, I can't promise you that I'm going to put him back in. And then today when they were talking about Joe Flacco, he was like, look, uh, we're going to see how it goes. I mean, you know, it's a hot mess, as it always is. Uh, you guys are right. You know, you play Flacco until he, you know, until he does bad, or and, you know, until Wilson is one hundred and percent totally healthy. Then you put Wilson in. You know, it is what it's going to be. Jets are teetering around six wins, either one up or one down. Uh, hopefully, they'll come to the conclusion that they made a mistake. But I disagree with you, not in, in theory, Gordon, but just in actuality. They're not going to get rid of Joe Douglas. If they have to pivot and make another move to another quarterback, they're going to allow him to do it because, let's be honest, it was McCagnin's fault, then it was Adam Gates, who, by the way, brought Joe Douglas in. Joe Douglas had nothing to do with that 2-14. and you know. And then now, if this doesn't work out, it's going to be Salah, and then it's going to be Wilson's fault. And, I mean, Joe Douglas is good, man. He's Teflon Joe. He's going to be all right here. They ain't getting rid of him. You know, the, the whole philosophy was stupid, if you really want to think about it. If you want to, the, the philosophy was dumb. First of all, the Jets can't have nice, shiny things. So, you know, getting a quarterback, all this stuff about what Buffalo did and, 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 and the way this other team did it, you're not them. You're in chaos as a franchise. So, you know, I don't understand why. Like I told you before, I would have reached out to Cowell, offered him big money. He turns me down. I would have reached out to Tony Dungy, offered him big money. But then there was somebody out there who was a Super Bowl-winning coach you know, and here we go with the Jets. Like, we don't even call. We so good. You know, we haven't made the playoffs in, in forever. We so good. We can't reach out to Doug Peterson. And she, If he took that Jacksonville job, why would he not have taken the Jets job? I mean, it, it's just stupidity. He's young quarterback, young coach, first time this, first time that. Then we look up and we're like, oh, wow, it's not working out? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. And, you know, the only thing I'll say is, Gord, you know, we were, I know I was, very, very critical of the Jets not getting Mike McCarthy. Oh, boy, I don't know about that right now. No, yeah, that's, that's one. <laughs> Veteran they, coach, they guy did, who won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I thought he would be perfect. How do you, Gordon, how well, do you look, let him leave I the mean, building? That was, that was him or Gase. I mean, so oh, I still God. think that would be, like, it wouldn't have been a win. It wouldn't have been a blowout maybe. But it would have been a win on the ball. I mean, he couldn't yes. have been worse than that. No, he could have been. He could have been. He's pretty bad, though. <laughs> He's not great. I'm not saying he was the long-term solution, Larry, but he would have been better than Gase. I mean, that was oh. – I mean, people are talking like all of a sudden we know for sure Zach Wilson is not the – I mean, we got to find out. we got to find out. If he comes in and he picks up last year where he left off and it continues to improve – 
you might have something, but you mm-hmm. gotta, you, you got there's no, you gotta see. There, right. You gotta see, you gotta find out. And uh, maybe we'll find out starting week one. That would be great. It would be if he's healthy. <laughs> well, I gotta believe it. If he, if they're putting him in there, they fully believe he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he better be healthy, right? It he better, better be work. healthy. It better You better not screw this up. I mean, you do that on week one, man. Oh, and, and week one is overblown anyway. But yes, you put the is. franchise quarterback back there, and he's not a hundred percent, and he gets hurt, and and is out significant. Oh man, hurts the Nobody's same leg, Gordon. Then. Hurts the same leg. Oh, if, I mean, then nobody – that's front page, that's back page, that's in the middle of the paper, that's in the comics, that's in the horoscopes. I mean, they'll be writing about that for weeks. They'll bring the clown car back, Gordon. The clown car <laughs> will be back. Well, that would be a bad look. Oh, it will be. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.